Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And today, I should say tonight, we're actually in our pajamas, (laughs) y'all. It's eight o'clock, the kids are asleep, and we're here with Corey Lale. She is a mom, wife, volunteer with the Pensacola Dream Center. She sews and she has an Instagram called The Quilted Sojourner, which you're going to tell me a lot more about that because your Instagram is so cute and just the things that you sell are so sweet. And for anyone who's listening and you have kids, you're going to want to follow The Quilted Sojourner. (laughs) So uh, how are you, Corey? I'm good. I'm glad to be here tonight. This is just when we could meet. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Okay, so you just love quilting. Like, God called you to quilting, and you're like, here we go. Well, a year ago, I wanted to make my kids a Christmas gift that, like, had meaning and that I would want to actually save for them instead of a plastic toy. Yeah. So I asked somebody um, that I met through the Pensacola Dream Center if they would teach me how to sew. And so she taught me how to sew two aprons for my girls for Christmas. And then after that... um, I got a sewing machine. I think my mom gave me one and then my mother-in-law gave me one and then I got another one. So I have three sewing machines now. The third one, I'm trying to figure out how to work it still. But anyway, and I just started sewing stuff, like just teaching myself as I went after she taught me how to make the aprons. And so it's been really fun. And then I just had my first market um, this past just yesterday. And so, I love that you did that. Yeah. Were you nervous? I was, oh yeah, I was so nervous because there was like two other booths that had, they were like avid sewers, like okay. sewing since they were five. Yeah. So, but my stuff was different. I had like bucket hats and pillows and pumpkins. And so it was really fun. Your pumpkins are precious. I know. I'm going to make more. Those, those sold out in my bucket hats. Okay. So I'm like, okay, these are a hit. I'm going to yeah. make more of these. Bucket hats are in. Yeah. And for all ages. 
Really? Yeah, there was like an older lady who got one. Okay. It was cute. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I need this. Yeah. She's like gardening. And yeah. She's like, I got my bucket hat. Yeah, I mean, at the we went to a UWF football game, which is our local university here, and they had a UWF bucket hat, and the kids oh, were wearing it. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? What is it? We need some platform shoes, like bring out the overalls, yeah. like back in the day. Wearing those bucket hats. Okay. One of your posts that you made before you came, I was reading some of the things that you've posted. And one of the comments just really jumped out to me because for anyone who's listening to this and you love to create and you find joy in doing what God's gifted you to do, you know, we're talking about like sewing, like just using those gifts and talents, learning something new, developing a new skill, um, using that skill for God's good and to broadcast his love, you know, no matter your position. So one of your posts you wrote, making these hearts for Valentine's brought me so much joy. And then you put Psalms 73, 26, which says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and portion forever. I just felt like God was overflowing in you in that moment. Like you were like, this is so cool that I'm sewing now. Yeah, those were actually the very first thing I sold. Really? I just posted them on Instagram and yeah. and I I like took orders, I guess you could say. I was like, does anybody interested in buying these hearts for Valentine's Day? And I, I sold probably like, I don't know, maybe 15 of them. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's a lot. And they were they were so cute, like yeah. hang them on a door. And then I even took them a little step further oh. and made um, for my daughter only really. But I uh, sewed a little pocket on it for like a tooth fairy pillow to oh put a tooth goodness. in it. Oh, oh, I need to get one yeah. of those. Yeah. Do you sell those? I don't have any right now, but I would love to make one. I could make one out of that. Okay, perfect. Okay, so <laughs> total full disclosure, <laughs> We are wearing pajamas. The pajamas I'm wearing, shout out to the Blueberry Patch in Lake Placid, Florida. It's where my husband's from. My mother-in-law got me these pajamas, and I've probably worn them most nights. (laughs) They're so cute. Thanks. They're adorable. They've got citrus on them. We'll take a selfie after this. But yeah, it's from the Blueberry Patch, and it came in in a little baggie. And I saw one of your posts said that someone gave you some cloth or quilts or something like that. And you used it to make your stuff. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. I'll make a tooth fairy pillow. <laughs> like that's a Proverbs 31 woman, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like she makes stuff in her house and then she sells it. Verse 24. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and digni- dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come. That was actually two verses, but. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Wait, I'm so glad you actually brought this up because it makes, I don't know. It makes me just feel even better about what I'm doing. Yeah, (laughs) it's a real thing. Yeah. Like God wants us to create. Yeah. Because with the time that you have and making these items and selling them and then creating a new income for your family like that is good you know Mm -hmm. and then you're making those relationships with people it's like doing this podcast like yeah I get to learn people's Jesus stories all the time and then we stay friends forever it's like that's all I'm gonna see you in heaven Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know (laughs) so I just think that's really cool that you're doing it yeah thanks it's been really fun 
Yeah. And, and for my kids to see too, cause they now like we, our guest room is now my sewing room and it was like named by my four-year-old. She just, she's like, are you going to the sewing room? Which is just <laughs> funny because she like called it that. Yeah. The sewing but, room. Yeah. So what's next? What are you making next? Um, well with Christmas coming, I wanted to make some like quilted Christmas trees Okay. out of, with like, um, like the state where the stump of it is like, I'm hoping to find some vintage spools. Okay. Um, some thread spools because I think it's super cute. But if you can envision that, like a raw edge quilted tree, Christmas tree. Well, they'll be really cute. We'll see them on Instagram and we will have to support you. Like, come on (laughs) y'all follow Corey and support her. Um, I just, I really want to know what encouraged you to do this because like in our walk, we always think, I mean, I think, and I hear people say, so not we, but it's like, God, what do you want me to do? And, you know, I've heard people who are in their seventies who are like, I still don't know what I want to do. You know, why did you say I'm going to start quilting? Well, really, I wanted to be able to do something like my mom sewed a long time ago. Yeah. So I sew, I haven't really quilted yet. Oh, and sorry. Just to, no, I keep saying quilting. No, that's okay. I, I use vintage quilts, but I would love to make a quilt at some point. Um, and I use other fabric too, but I love working with vintage quilts, like ones that are already kind of torn up. So you have to cut them up, but I really wanted to do something where I could teach my kids eventually and them carry on something instead of just like getting through each day. And at the end of when they're like in college, they have some like a piece of me, like, like I taught them how to sew, which I have not started teaching them yet, but I'm hoping to. Yeah. And so that's what kind of, yeah. Yeah. They're (laughs) six, four and three. Yeah. So you have time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so that's also what I started making sourdough bread, which that's kind of a thing now, but that's also, I was like, I want to like, do sustainable things that like you're a Proverbs 31 yeah. woman that's gonna be the title of this we're talking to a real Proverbs 31 no. woman okay and then I learned that the Proverbs 31 woman it's the mom's perspective of what she wants in a daughter-in-law for her mm-hmm. son and so it's just a beautiful picture because you just imagine like for my boys I want like the coolest girl ever yeah. and this mom like for her son she's picturing like a woman who is making goods and making her food and selling it <laughs> yeah. you know like yes I like that mother-in-law that's awesome that's like my mother-in-law she's so cool I'm wearing her clothes today but um anyway I just think that's so cool that you're actually doing it thing where the name came from yeah um, so oh, yeah, in yeah. my Instagram, it's Sojourner, um, S E W instead okay. of S O. So it says, you know, Sojourner. so cute. Um, anyways, but a Sojourner is a temporary resident and we are all temporary residents cause our, our real home is in heaven. Yes. And so that's where it came from that part of it. Um, and then also I work with the homeless a lot yes. and have you read the book, um, the same kind of different as me. No, oh, it's so good. I mean, it's such a good book. Um, and there's actually a movie of it now, but anyways, in my Instagram on my page, I use the quote, um, that kind of inspired the name also. And it says, um, this earth ain't no final rest in place. So in a way we is all homeless, just working our way toward home. And that was, um, a quote from a 
homeless guy in the story. You have to read it. I haven't read the book in so long. Like, I think I read it 10 years ago. Okay. Um, but I did see the movie recently because that's like recently come out with the, over the last couple years. But from the from what I remember from the movie, he's like kind of an angry homeless person who everyone's kind of scared of. But yeah. but one um, lady keeps coming into like the I I don't know I want to say soup kitchen type thing and like keeps kind of pursuing him or right. like you know talking to him and most people just try to stay away from him and then. Mm-hmm. Her husband, and he was, like, I think more, um, I don't know that he was hardened to go there, but, like, he finally started coming with her, and then they ended up growing a relationship with this guy, and then he basically became, like, family That's awesome. with them. And then at the, well, I won't I won't give it any more away, because yeah. I was about to say, like, a big part. Yeah. But anyways, hopefully I just said that all right. But anyways, <laughs> it's a really good book, and I don't know how closely the movie was done to the book. Yeah. But that's like what I remembered from the movie. But the quote, because I've been working with the homeless, it's yeah. been like two years ago, like just since a couple days ago. Your story to work with the Pensacola Dream Center yes, is so. really cool. Can you tell us a little bit about how you started doing that? Okay. I'm going to try to sum it up. Um, it's a beautiful two, story. Well, two, really like two years ago on, I think it was September um, 28th, I... I ended up speaking with a girl on this on a corner of like some back roads. I would take my kids to school every day and I would see her for weeks and weeks and weeks. And mm-hmm. in my heart, I would feel this tug of like, something's not right. I just would feel compassion, but then I just didn't know what to do really. And finally, one day I was like, I'm just going to do something. And I had went shopping for her. Basically, I went and bought like um, some cleaning stuff like wipes and food and water and Gatorade and all the things I thought she would maybe need. And I put them all in a bag and I just pulled over and, um, she was very hesitant to come towards me. And, um, I gave her the bag and I asked her if she was okay. Um, and she said, yes. And I said, are you safe? Because she seemed like her answer, she said, yes, ma'am. And she was young. And, um, I just didn't feel like she actually was okay. And then when I asked her if she was safe, she was like, uh, yes, ma'am. And she, as she's like stuttering and looking around, like fearfully, it was almost like she was scared somebody was watching me talk to her. Yeah. And she was kind of always waiting in the same place. Um, so in my gut, I was like, she's not safe. Um, but I left and I was bawling. Like I just yeah. couldn't stop crying. So then I called my friend. Why were you bawling? Because I just felt awful that she was this girl who was homeless and it, from what I was seeing, she was just alone all the time. And I just could see the fear in her eyes. Like you knew something wasn't right. Yes. I knew something wasn't right. And I still don't know what exactly was going on, but I went home and I called a friend and she prayed for her over the phone with me. And after that, I didn't see her for about three weeks. So then I was like, Oh my gosh, like, she was scared that somebody was watching us. And so she left, Yeah, which this is all speculation in my mind. Yeah. But then I ended up seeing her again and, um, I pulled over and we ended up talking and I asked her how old she was. And she was actually my same age. I was 31 at the time. And then I asked her where she was living and she was like, I live under the bridge with my mom. She, oh. she was taking care of her mom. And so I asked her if she needed anything and she told me she needed stuff so that she could wash. Yeah. The, because how, 
they clean was with like alcohol and um, wipes. So I was like, I'm going to go get it. So I went and got her all her stuff and more like food and everything. And then I didn't see her again for a year and a half. So this is a long drawn out story kind of, but, um, yeah, so but, I didn't see her for a year and a half, but yeah. in the meantime, I had started cutting hair for the homeless. I went to, I don't know how much you want me to tell. No, but, I want you to dive okay, okay. in because <laughs> like you are not a wasted person. Like you are literally like using what God has gifted you to serve his kingdom. And like, that's what we want to know. We want to okay. know like that energy as Holy Spirit energy, but like you are cutting hair for the homeless and you have, okay. So you have experience with cutting okay, hair. So Tell I us, went yes. to cosmetology school yes. in 2009. Yeah. Um, but I always, I've always struggled with anxiety, just like, which is more like it was, I don't know. I've always just been insecure of like, what are people going to. I don't know. I never wanted to disappoint anybody. So the thought of doing hair like was exciting, but also like, wait, I don't want somebody to not like what I do. Yeah. So my anxiety kind of took over. I was, and I was young then too. And so I only did it for a few years, mm-hmm. but then I would continue doing my family's hair and all of that. When I saw that girl and I went home bawling, that sent me into like a spiral. I got on Google. I was like, how to help trafficked women. I didn't know if she was being trafficked, but the fear in her and the way she was looking around, I just was like... I just felt like that's what was happening, and I still don't know um, that that was. But that search led me to the Pensacola Dream Center. Literally, just Google led wow. me there. And then I realized it was Terry, who I grew up with. I've known Terry since I was little. Like, no before way. I could talk. Yeah. She's been on the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's like a second mom to me now. <gasps> then I brought a meal to the Dream Center. That was the first time I like volunteered, was I dropped off a meal kit. Amazing. And just to try to like figure out how to even get connected with them. And then from there, um, this was after like COVID or the big, like it was 2020. So COVID had happened. And so they had stopped doing haircuts for the homeless, but we're wanting to pick it back up. And so I don't remember exactly when we picked it up, but I was so nervous because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know. I don't know. I was just, I was always nervous doing hair to begin with. Yeah. But Terry, you know, like, Terry, she, like, she, she doesn't cut hair and she cuts hair. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, she's like, yeah. and she does good. I yeah. Mean. she. Well, she's been, like, cutting hair since she was young. But she, yeah, her she family. Yes, but she didn't yeah. go to school for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> she's so I funny. mean, sometimes you just need the confidence. She And she and has that's all it. you need. Yeah. Has she helped you with that, with doing their hair and stuff? Oh, yeah. Now I feel like... I mean, I love it. I don't want to yeah. miss a Saturday. We do, we go every fourth Saturday to okay. cut hair. Um, and so I was doing that and I've met so many amazing people who, I mean, uh, some like in the homeless community who I actually have like a relationship with now. Yeah. Like I see them every time and I cut their hair. There's a few like regular clients yeah. in a way, which is so fun. Um, I bet they love that too. Yeah. And that you're like consistent and you're there and you show up and I feel so bad when I have to miss this last month, I actually had to miss and I felt really bad, but I'm going next month. Don't feel bad. I'll be there October 22nd. Okay. Um, but, but don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Yeah. You'll be there again. And you feel bad. You really do. No, I I really, I get really sad when I can't go. Do you like, (laughs) how do you process that? Do you give that to God or does it come from a place where you're like, I'm not enough? Or does it come from a place of like, I "Ah." feel like I'm letting them down. Like, like, because they are people who have been through so much trauma. Yeah. 
And consistency does mean so much to them. Mm-hmm. And it, as I don't feel bad that they're missing a haircut. I feel bad that I've said I'm going to come back in a month and I'm not there. And I'm not there. So, and, um, but Terry went and she was like, you were so missed that like, multiple oh, people bet. asked for you. And I was like, oh, yeah. and one even told her that they were going to, they were praying for me. So I was like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> they still love me. So I didn't see that girl for a year and a half. And then, um, just this past Christmas, so Christmas of 21, um, Terry and I, and then a couple other people went down to hand out Christmas cookies underneath the bridge to, Mm -hmm. um, it was when all the tents were still under the bridge. And so we go knock on the tent or, you know, I guess you can't really knock on a tent, but we were, were, yeah, we were outside and the girl, the girl comes out (gasps) And I, I mean, my heart just dropped because I'm, I told her, I was like, you, ins- you're the one who inspired me to do what I'm doing. Like yeah. literally it was my compassion towards her is what inspired me to continue what I was doing. Like, yes. So anyways, that was just amazing. So what did she say? She was, she's a very, um, quiet girl. So yeah. she was like, I said her name, which I will not say. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, how do you know my name? And I was like, I met you. I remember you. I yes, prayed for you. Yes. <gasps> and, um, so she was shocked that I remembered her name. I don't think she recognized me, but, um, so what is this like heart that you have for people? Like, what is this? Like, tell us about this heart. I need to know. Like, oh my gosh. why are you, you're super empathetic. Like, it's great. I love it. Where does that come from? I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've always kind of been that way. Like in Orlando, I remember I always wanted to help people, but I just didn't know how. I mean, a lot of people are like that. Um, I mean, they are, but we want to know why, like, why are you like that? Like, why do I act on it? Yes. Okay. Well, I was just, I just was like journaling about that, about like acting in our compassion. If you feel this, this urge, this tug on your heart of compassion, and it might feel risky or scary to, to like make an action or like act on that feeling. Okay. But you don't even know, like, if you don't act on it, you don't know what miracle you're missing. And so that is what I've learned lately. Like the, what I've been walking through, um, cause I've been walking like personally through, um, a relationship with a girl who was homeless for three years and she lived with me and we took her in. I remember this. Yes. But she's also, she's like one year younger than me. So she's like 32. Um, but she was very hardened, very negative. It, I had all the hope in the world for her, all the love in the world for her, and she had none of it for herself at all, like no hope at all. One day I was at the Dream Center, and Terry is very forward, and like we'll just be like, will you take her home? Will you do this? Will you, you do, do that? Yeah. yeah, and you almost feel like, you can't say no. So you're like, uh, sure. Yeah. So anyways, one day I was there and this girl was there and she's like, will you take her back to, um, where she's staying, which was at a campsite. And so I did. And it was a very quiet, awkward ride there. Yeah. Because but you're that, like a campsite. Yeah. It was, um, yeah. Like, a, um, I forgot what they're called. Like the SOS camp that yeah, they, yeah. that they, um, our city has a camp yes. for people who are homeless yes. and it's managed very strictly. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty awkward. And, th- but then that turned into me taking, picking her up and taking her every week to counseling. Um, and so our conversations kind of grew, but not, 
she still had her guard up like big time. Like, mm-hmm. and I thought like I could talk to people easily, but with her, it was very hard. We end up not hearing from her for a few months. And then one day she calls, she somehow gets connected with Terry and asks if we could come pick her up. So I go pick her up from where she was staying and she said she like wanted to get help again and it was pouring rain that day and so I was like she met with Terry about like her options of what she could do what we how we could help her whatever and then Terry was like okay you can just go take her back and she had no tent she had nothing um she had been kicked out of the camp, I guess, or okay. left. And so she had nothing, like no belongings, really. Um, she had one backpack, and that was it. And I was, and it was pouring down rain. It was a week where it was raining the whole, it was in Ugh. July or something. And um, I was like, I can't, I just, I just spoke without even like thinking. It just came out. I was like, you're coming with me. Yeah. I, so I brought her to my house, and then I text my husband. I was like, um, he had, he knows I had been taking her to counseling and stuff. Yeah. But then I like brought her home and my, and I'm home with my kids and I'm like, what, how do you feel about her staying with us? And yeah. he, he texts me back immediately, like not good. And it's cause he wants to protect our family. Yeah. But I, uh, so I respected him. I was like, okay, I get it. Um, anyways, he ends up coming home. He meets her and his heart changes and he's like, let, let, she can stay with us. I love what he said, but my husband always says like when we're talking, he goes, but and he's like that's a big but (laughs) everything changes after that big but yeah you know okay so the story changes that's good yeah so yeah his heart had changed and um so she ends up staying with us for a whole week for like it was like six or seven nights the big thing that I was talking to my husband about the other day is how thankful I am for the rain because um the day that she came home with us, it was pouring rain, and I wrote in my journal, I was like, if it had been bright sunshine, mm-hmm. I think I would have had an easier time just dropping her off downtown. Yeah. But because of the rain, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so, and that was, for, like, I believe God made the rain come that day so yeah. that I would bring her home with me. And then the rain came again another time when she had left, the rain kind of brought her back home to me. Wow. And, um, so it's just crazy how much the weather I feel like played in our story. But now I just yesterday, she's now in a, like a a rehab place and she's commit recommitted her life to Jesus. And she got baptized yesterday and I got to go experience it and get in the water with her. And while we're in the water, there was a shark. (gasps) Yeah. And it made me, I listened to Explore Pensacola's podcast. I know, Amber And Fletcher. I'm like, everyone's freaking out. I'm like, no, Boy. the sharks, the sharks don't care about us. They really don't. Like, I was banking that Amber was right. <laughs> You're like, she better be right. Okay, so Amber Fletcher came on and she said that sharks aren't out to get you. It's not like Jaws. Like, they're just trying to eat and leave. But they're not trying to bite you. So just, like, live life, like, continue. But, like, don't, you know, don't go rogue. Yeah. yeah. Yes. One girl started screaming and I said, no, 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 no. You don't know. You don't know. Amber knows. Yeah. So, and we were good. We were safe. So yeah. You would like make her day. I think, I think you would make her day with that. I don't, she loves it. She loves sharks. But so you did post this to Instagram about 
don't give up. Like, don't give up. And I would love to know your heart behind it because like the first line of it says, I don't need to be strong for God to use me. I only humbly need to come in honest acknowledgement that I will never reach a state of perfection or strength capable to do this life alone. I must only come ready to love like, yes, sister, ready (laughs) to love and ready to be used. Like I am willing and ready. Yes, sister. Oh, for whoever is listening right now, like you are about to get encouraged in the name of Jesus to go out and use your position to broadcast God's love. Like you don't need a huge title. Like you just need a servant's heart. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. That's what I, um, I, that's why I kind of posted that to encourage. I can't, I can't obviously share so much of my story with her. So the picture that was posted is just the back of our heads. So nobody knows who we are, but, um, like I wanted to post that to encourage, like just what I was saying. I'm so thankful for the risks I've taken, which ironically have turned into miracles because taking her into my home was such a big risk. Like it, it was scary. We, and we went through many, um, ups and downs in our relationship and like in times when I just felt inadequate and weak and and I really found that like God was my strength like so one time specifically it was a Saturday night she had gotten fed up and she wanted me to just drop her off by the graffiti bridge and I did it and I bawled my eyes out again and I was like am I doing what's right and um but then two days later, mm-hmm. it it was raining the next two days. That's the time I was talking about the rain. And God brought her back. And I was like, I was doing what, what was right. Like, it just reassured me that God, God's pursuit of, of me was, he was still in pursuit of her. Yes. Like, so. Amen. Yeah. Like God, God's going to take care of you. Yes. Corey. Like yeah. he's going to take care of you and he's going to take care of your kids and your husband. And like, the thing is like, we're praying for this girl, you know, we're, Mm -hmm. you're praying for her or someone listening could be praying for someone. Like we have to trust that God hears those prayers, you know, and he's going to act on their behalf, just like he's going to act on your behalf, you know, which is like the most beautiful thing. Like I trust that father, like I trust that father to shepherd us well. Well, and I just want to encourage, like, if you feel a tug or whether it's on a homeless person or not, like anybody, whether it's your neighbor or somebody you pass every day, you drop your kids off, like, no, like what I was learning is even if she did fail, even if that day I dropped her off and I never saw her again, Mm -hmm. I didn't fail because God cannot fail. Like no act of compassion can fail because there was purpose in it and a seed is always planted. Yeah. So that's what I was those two days that she was gone, I was really sad and I felt like I did something wrong. But then I leaned into that. Like I did, I was obedient to God. Yep. And so that can't, God can't fail. So no act of compassion can ever fail. Even if in the world's eyes, it's a fail. Yeah. God didn't, God, God can't fail. So no act of compassion can ever fail. It's really all about our hearts. A hundred percent. And, um, Christine Kane talks about it all the time when she speaks, but, um, she's praying, you know, the Psalms, Psalms 51, 10, I believe it's creating me a clean heart oh God mm. and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Like we should be constantly keeping our heart in check with God. And something I heard, um, pastor Chris Hodges, he's a pastor for church of the highlands in Alabama. And they have one campus in Columbus, Georgia, like go figure we leave Columbus, Georgia and they get a <laughs> church and that I'm like, come on, like we just left and y'all get a church. Anyway. Um, 
he says that every morning in prayer and quiet time and reading his Bible, that he like really focused on the fact of like praying, you know, spending that quality time with God, that he's asking God every morning to clean his heart out and to search mm-hmm. in him. If there's any way in him, that's not good to reveal it to him, to show it to him in that special time with Jesus. And it's so true. Like what you're talking about with being compassionate, like it's so important that we spend that time with God and that we check our hearts with him, but that we move in love. Like we mm-hmm. walk in love and walk with God through questionable times. You know, I'm just so grateful for God pers- like pursuing me through all of it. What you were just saying reminded me of what I wrote in my yeah. journal this morning. So I wrote, where is peace found? And then I, the verse Isaiah 26, three you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. So like we keep in perfect peace if our mind is constantly on God. So like in those down times when you're questioning if you're doing the right thing, or if you feel weak, if we just keep our eyes set on him, then, then we'll find the peace because you can't, peace can't coincide with our anxiety or our worry or our weaknesses. So, and how do you do that? I feel like a lot of people say this, but like Mm -hmm. when I start to feel anxious, I always say more of you, less of me, more of you. Like I say it out loud all the time. And then I always say like a prayer in Jesus name. I'm like, because I feel like there's so much power in Jesus's name. Declare it. Yeah. So I'm like, in Jesus name, I want, may this anxiety flee from my body, flee from my mind. So yeah, that's so good. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you what Bible verse is helping you in this season, but I've got to pull this up real quick. Um, on the glorify app. Have you heard of glorify? I think I told the group about this. I don't do any ads for them. I'm just obsessed. I listen to them every day. I've never heard of it. So it's an application. They're based out of the UK. Um, but they have an app and there is a free version of it. Um, but they also have an annual subscription that you can get. And I mean, that's what I get just because I like listening to the declarations and the meditations, but I want to play like a quick declaration oh. by them. Yeah. And the only reason why is because I want I want the, for the person listening, I want you to hear how somebody declares something that's not us. Oh, this one. Oh, hey, you know what? This is for a child, but we're going to listen to it. Okay. Okay. We're just going to listen to like 30 seconds of it. It's called God Makes Me Brave Declaration and it's for kids. Let's make some declarations today. Isn't that cute? (laughs) A declaration is just us saying something that we believe is true. And today we are declaring the truth from God. Let's try it together. Can you say it nice and strong after me? I declare that God will help me. Isn't that good? Like for little kids. With God's help. I am brave. I declare with God's help, I am brave. Because you have to have God. Right, right. Like, I am brave because yeah. of God, you know? But I like, declare yeah. that I am strong. I declare that I am strong. It's just like the cutest little thing. I love it so much. I wow, I'm going to have to download that. Help, oh, yeah. I can do it. I declare that with God's help, I can That's do it. That's so perfect for like one of my kids in particular has like meltdowns all the time. Yes. And I don't know that they would be able to like check out of their 
mind when they're having a meltdown if I played that, but I'm like, but before I should just play it and just see if it resonates. Well, before, so like whenever there's like a moment like where it's, we're just hanging out. Like you can be like, check out these declarations. Yeah. And then it's like, like you say it and you can like scream it if you want to, like, let's get crazy. You know, I declare that God makes me brave. You know, just like, I love those declarations. But before you read the Bible verse, it's helping you in this season, this scripture I had on my desk and I didn't know where we're going to read it, but I think it paints the perfect picture about just the story that we're listening to you and how you're walking through life with God. It's a scripture. It's Philippians 2 verses 3 through 8. And it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others in your relationships with one another. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. His name is Jesus. <laughs> I added that in. Being um, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. And that's Jesus. And that's who we get to declare. That's who we get to celebrate. And that's who died and rose for us to save us from our sins and like, we can walk confidently in that, but also we're reminded that we're supposed to have the very nature of a servant. I just think that's a beautiful king. And that reminds me of like, of your story of just doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, because you think like, I I don't want to be vain. You know, I don't want to do this in my own Mm -hmm. strength, but you're like really looking to God and then acting with compassion. So thank you for sharing your testimony. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) But don't, I'm like, I definitely had mo have like throughout our um, our time spent together with um, her in our home. I definitely had moments where I was feeling like selfish and wanted my space, and I had to actually pray that prayer. Like, really? Yeah, because you know, just it would when you have kids, it messes up your vibe when anybody else is staying with you, whether oh, it's yeah. somebody you know or you don't know. It's like you know, you end it's up wanting your space at some point, and so um, it's not all doesn't all come super easy, but that's why I always have to go to God exactly. in those times. And that's why we have people on like you who, whoever's listening can say, you know what? God's called me to do something hard, but I'm still mm-hmm. going to trust you, God. Yeah. You know, and, and to remember Jeremiah 29, 11, that God knows the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And that's something we can cling to, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. So what Bible verse is encouraging you this season? Um, I feel like it's one that everybody knows, but um, it's the one that it's been in my head constantly. Um, it's Second uh, Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. Um, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but that's just been speaking to me so many times because so many times through my walking with her, um, I felt weak and I felt inadequate and I was like, am I the right person? I felt like I was fumbling on my words and I was scared of like either saying the wrong thing or not saying the right thing. And, but in the, in my weak moments, like God would show me, reveal his strength. And, um, even just through her, um, she now calls me a friend and she used to not ever be able to call me that because she was so, she said she was so scared of losing me. And, um, so anyways, I feel like that was just God showing me his strength. Like even in that, like there's going to be good and good. There's going to be fruit that comes from it. Even when I, even when we feel weak, like God's going to bring good out of it. So is there anything you could say to encourage someone who feels stuck in their calling, like not calling, but stuck in the mission that God has given them? Um, I would say just don't give up. Like just keep making the next right step. Mm-hmm. So when you just said that the, about, about the next right step, we can take that to scripture. That is Psalms 37 verses 23 through 24. It talks about the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. And like when you sign up for this life with Christ, like that's what he mm-hmm. will do for you. And that's what it, that's what it is. It's like the next right thing. Like I might not know what four months from now is at four o'clock in the afternoon, but like I know what right now is. And I know that we're hearing Corey's story and Corey's Jesus story. Like that's what I like. I want people to know. Like it's not, we're not here to be like, this is Corey's story. Like we're here to be like, no, it's God's story. It's, yeah. He's just using me. But And we want to encourage you to, to do the same, like yeah. to live life on purpose for Jesus. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say? So I, li- I like to write. And yeah. I, I like to write because... I know. I love that you love because to Because I can get all my thoughts down. Yeah. And, and they sound good because it's like all written perfectly. And so yeah. I feel like I'm so much better writing than I am just speaking. Well, I thought that was really interesting that you wrote that scripture down. Like you wrote the scripture down. Yeah. Like you didn't read when you shared another scripture or a couple scriptures in this recording, you've gone to your Bible, but you were like oh, yeah. this morning when I journaled and you read that verse off your oh, yeah. notebook. Yeah. I love to write. I, I like fill my journals up. But you and, have scriptures, right? Yeah. 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 And a why do you is. do that? In hopes to remember them Mm -hmm. or like memorize them, but I don't really have a ton of scripture in my memory, but just like you, how like it'll come to your head, but Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily remember Remember it, it. but you know it. So I, I like to write it because then I do, I like to flip back in my journals. Yes. So that is one encouragement. I just started journaling probably two years ago Yeah. and, um, or maybe three, but that has been like amazing for me to flip back in my old journals do you journal oh yeah and it's isn't it amazing and and then I'm like sometimes I'm like I wrote this I know it's embarrassing (laughs) it's like no no but like sometimes I'm like wow I needed this today this was good really yeah oh all of the stuff I see is like for me it's I'm seeing how much I'm growing in Christ and so like all my early stuff is like everything I need from God God like that like this I I just flipped too yeah I have plans but God has better plans (gasps) Ref- and, I was, and then I wrote, reframe my mind, restore my perspective. Like, that's what I just flipped to in my journal. Reframe my mind, restore, restore. my perspective. 
Amen. Amen. That's where we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. I love that. Reframe. And with, with that, I wrote the verse, Philippians 1, 12. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. Yes. Because I want, I want, I, I feel like I wrote that, um, because I even wrote underneath that, keep perspective even in trials or change of plans, especially in trials, and maybe to show God's glory to those around me. Let God use me in every situation. Yes. That's a devotional. So yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I will like flip back and I'm like, wow, I was feeling it that day. That's a devotional <laughs> though. Um, what's her name? I love her. Oh, Priscilla Schreier. Oh yeah. She has good. a, she has, I mean, she has a book about prayer I think it's the one. I've read a couple of her books, so I don't want to blend them. But one of the books I read by her was um, her journal, her journals. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. But like you're just, you know, I'm just saying, I'm not saying it needs to be a book. I'm just saying like, you know, (laughs) God could be doing something for his glory, you know, to encourage someone else. And I'm just really proud of you. I love what you're doing. And I wanted everyone else to hear what you're doing and thank you for just having the courage to come on and share how God is using you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay. (laughs) At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So join us in prayer. Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi, y'all. This is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs>